0: Hello everyone, I have not made any videos, any videos, any whatever podcast in a little while, and I felt in the mood to make one tonight, so thank you all for joining me. So today, I really want to talk about propaganda, and I made... A video a while ago some I made a few videos about how i hate new york blase blase during the height of the pandemic um my mind has sort of changed a little bit about that but that's another conversation for another day um but i also made a video a uh, uh, podcast about Governor Cuomo and how I can't stand him. And isn't it ironic how Governor Cuomo went from being the media darling to just not being considered a good person at all? And it just is so interesting to me, the propaganda of how he was put on this pedestal for being this great governor during COVID. His head was so full of gasoline. He got gassed up all the way. Just such an airhead. He... I ended up writing a book about how to handle COVID, even though he was the worst governor during COVID. The most people died in New York out of all the 50 states because of his bad decision-making skills and how he handled the nursing homes where I was forced to work during COVID because there were no other jobs <laughs> and because I was let go of from my job at the school. Now, I can work again in September, um, but I have to be vaccinated, and I had to get vaccinated. I got my first shot, even though I didn't want to, but you can't really work anywhere if you don't have it, so I got my shot, even though I worked with people who had COVID all last year. 200 people died at my nursing home alone, um, and I worked at several different nursing homes, so even more actually, if I count all the nursing homes I worked at, but it's so interesting how that was totally not a big deal, and he was praised for it, but when it was found out that he was a sexual deviant, and it's so interesting how he said that he didn't know what he was doing was wrong, even though New York State has the most strict sexual harassment laws in the whole country. I have taken workshops. I take annual workshops on sexual harassment because of Governor Cuomo. He's the one who signed the bills into law. He is the legislator. So he does know the law because he's the one who's making these policies law and or these bills law. And he's had the nerve to say that he didn't know it was offensive. How do you not know the laws that you're signing? Are you not reading what you're signing? And ignorance of the law is no excuse for not following the law. And now because of that, he's being investigated for what he did at the nursing homes because people are saying what I've been saying this whole time, which is that he was an awful governor who did not handle the nursing homes properly. He did everything wrong, and he created a hostile work environment for the women who worked for him because he's a terrible person. So I'm glad that he is no longer going to be governor very soon. He was governor for way too long, and he's arrogant, and he's a terrible person. I remember when... um, it was said that uh, we were going to get a new mayor and the governor was like oh the relationship with the new mayor of new york city it'll of course be better and then like yesterday mayor de blasio was like oh yeah i'm sure the go- the relationship they'll have with this new governor will be better i thought that was really funny but um it just shows you how the media will promote something or someone like it's so perfect and so great and we just love this and governor Cuomo they were saying they want to nominate him for an Emmy they were saying he should run for president they had him on the news with his brother they were like the hottest You know, they were just the shit in 2020. But it's so funny how now they're like the, he, Governor Cuomo is the worst person in the world. Well, it's so funny also how, you know, we're being told we need to be vaccinated, vaccinated, vaccinated. And it was first, it was just one shot. Then it was, oh, well, with Johnson Johnson, it's one shot, but with the other ones, it's two shots. So it's your choice, one shot or two shots. Now we're being told we definitely need to get three shots. Um, We need a booster shot if you have a weak immune system, quote unquote, but this time next month, they'll be saying everyone needs a booster shot, and if you don't get it, something's wrong with you. So we started with one shot, now it's three shots, and they're saying that we're going to need to get it every year, and they're saying it doesn't stop the spread, but it just reduces the symptoms. And the reason I'm making this podcast is because I have a problem with the whole thing thing every every part of this I have a problem with but the real big 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 issue is the brainwashing that I see where we're getting to the point where it's being encouraged for healthcare workers to judge their patients for not being vaccinated and they're saying that that's okay. That is discrimination that's evil and that's wrong. I'm a healthcare worker and I also have people of course like we all have in my family who have chronic health issues and it ain't all hereditary and it isn't all because of vaccines. A lot of it is lifestyle related, but it's not my place, nor is it anybody's place to judge. And what I saw today on the news was really disgusting, and I have a serious issue with it, but it's going to be allowed today and shunned tomorrow, and it shouldn't be allowed at all. I'm tired of these disgusting bigots judging people who are not vaccinated, when as a healthcare provider, it's not your place to judge, it's your place to treat. I saw a nurse saying, oh, I'm so sick of people dying for something that's preventable. I don't have any empathy for people, but once you become a patient that's different, covering yourself, <laughs> covering yourself, but, but I just have no empathy for them. Who are you to judge why someone's sick? Our, first of all, not to make this personal, but I always do. I work in the HIV unit, okay? It's been around since the late 80s, early 90s, and in the facility where I work and I've worked in other units that had HIV units and it's usually in areas where there are a lot of people who are intravenous drug users so they're using heroin usually because we have an opioid epidemic and some are people because this is a residential unit where I'm at now Some are people who've been there since the 90s and maybe they were sex workers or bottoms, you know, quote-unquote, in same-sex relationships, men who were penetrated by other men sexually, Uh, people who were using needles to shoot up dope or whatever else they were using, heroin, whatever you want to call it, people who um, were sex workers who were also drug addicts or sex workers who were victims of human trafficking or people who just like having a lot of sex or people who were cheated on by their partners and given sexually transmitted diseases and infections because of their partner's infidelity. Most of the time, when I'm working with these people, it's not like they were tricked and someone just shot them with a needle um, in their sleep and now they have HIV, Most of the time, it's because of things that they chose to do that they should not have been doing. The same thing can be said about substance abusers in general. These are people usually, although not always, but usually people who just chose to use illegal substances. It's also a thing where I'm seeing, you know, with me, because I work in New York City, I work in urban areas, I work with... I mean, heart disease is the biggest killer in America, and that's usually, although not always, but usually related to poor diet, and a lot of the time it's related to stress, but a lot of it is stress that can be avoided, like maybe they could get a divorce, or maybe they could get a new job, or maybe they could have just not had so many children, There are usually things that can be done to avoid a lot of the heart disease that people have, although a portion of it is hereditary, it is not all hereditary. The same can be said about type 2 diabetes. Most of that is dietary and lifestyle and can be avoided. What other conditions do people have that can be avoided? Obesity in general, although not always. Sometimes it is related to medications or injuries that prevent people from being able to exercise most of the time it has to do with just poor diet and lack of exercise and that's not something that you need to be a genius to you know you need to look at the the academic research. You pretty much know that this is common sense at this point. Obesity is a killer. It can even lead to certain cancers as well as other health issues. And are we as healthcare providers taught or encouraged to sit back and judge people because of their poor lifestyle choices? No, we are taught that it is our job to treat and to respect people no matter their health issue. And we are taught that they have the right to privacy and that they have the right to care. But now in the media, and I've seen, this is my second story. This story today, I heard a nurse speaking and talking about people who had COVID, but I also saw another story where a Black mother whose son had passed away said that she felt as though the doctors were not treating her son properly because he wasn't vaccinated, and it was posted on Tina Noe's Instagram, and I had an issue with it there as well because it was being posted like, see, this is on you, it's your fault if you catch COVID and die, when in reality, people who are vaccinated are still contracting COVID, and many people who are not vaccinated are contracting COVID they're not dying from it and many are when it comes to diseases people some live some die it's no different with the flu shot i got the flu shot once and my arm was sore for about six months my arm with this vaccine that i got a few days ago is still sore to this day i anticipate that it will be sore for many months not that anybody cares um Um, Black, especially, people think, oh, you're a strong black woman, you can handle it, but my arm is bothering me now, and it's going to be bothering me for a long time, and I know that. So, at the end of the day, I don't like getting annual shots. For me, if I'm going to get a vaccine, I'd rather be a one and done like the chicken pox vaccine, which I don't have because I contracted chicken pox as a little girl, so I don't need to have it. But one day when I'm older, I do plan on getting the shingles vaccine because my grandmother contracted shingles because she, like myself, contracted chicken pox when we were little kids and then as you get older when you get shingles which is like the chicken pox for adults it can kill you or cause permanent damage to your body so a way to avoid that or to alleviate the symptoms is to make sure that you get um vaccinated so I will be getting vaccinated for shingles when it is time that is something I don't mind because it's a one and done type of situation. And I know shingles can be life-threatening. And I know when you're older, it can be harder to fight off diseases. But the flu, I only got contracted the flu one time and I got very sick but I got over it and I don't believe that I need to be getting annual flu shots until I am an older person because right now I'm still fairly young and healthy and although the flu may make me sick and it's a very serious or can be a very serious life-threatening illness I don't think it's something that I need to be getting an annual shot for. For example, the flu is so serious. There was a guy on a reality show called I'm Ready to Love. He found a partner on the show and he ended up contracting the flu. And he ended up catching it in his brain. He was in a coma. I think he was in the ICU for a long time. He was basically on life support for months he made a full recovery because his doctors weren't judging him they just treated him which is what they're supposed to do and he's living a full normal life but he could have died or been permanently brain damaged or had permanent effect you know there could have been permanent um effects to what Happened, and he could have avoided that had he received this annual flu shot, but he made the decision to not do so, and he dealt with the consequences of his decision making and I never saw anyone saying that he deserved to die or that they didn't feel empathy for him because he chose not to get vaccinated, and that he didn't believe in the science because he's an adult and he has the right to make his own decisions when I was when I was younger, you know, two years ago, if you didn't get vaccinated for the flu and you worked in a healthcare facility, you had to wear a mask. People who got vaccinated did not have to wear a mask. With this vaccine, even if you get vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask because it obviously doesn't work very well. And not only do you have to get one vaccine a year, you have to get up to three vaccines and this is going to be every year because there are different strands. They're already telling you that there are different strands. So it's not a one and done situation like with the chicken pox, because the chicken pox, you would also have to wear a mask if you are not vaccinated or if you've never contracted it because it's, um, it's spread through droplets as well. But that, you get it once in your life, and you're fine. The same with the measles and mumps. I'm not sure if that's droplet precaution, but I know with the measles and the mumps, you just get one vaccine. But with this, you're supposed to get several vaccines every year. Now, don't get me wrong, because I know many people in my personal life, as well as at work, who have HIV, and I know that originally, when HIV treatment was released to the general public, there were a lot of different side effects, and you had to take like the triple cocktail, and it was a lot more dangerous. It was a lot of side effects. It was a lot more to take in versus today, when it's just one pill a day until you become non detective, and then after that, you may be able to go. A, a, period of time throughout your life without even taking medication, because I have a relative who, a close relative, who has HIV and who has had it since the late 90s when people were still dying from HIV um, most of the time, and this person, since the 2000s, has had periods of being non-detective, and at that time, they didn't fully even understand what that meant, but this person would go on and off of medication depending on their T cells and how their general health and well-being was. So because I have this close relative who has this blood-borne pathogen, and because now as an adult, I'm a healthcare worker, I'm familiar with viruses. I'm not someone who works for the CDC. I'm not a scientist. I'm not claiming to be an expert, but I do have experience with just having loved ones who've had the shingles, who've had HIV, who have type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. After all, you know, I'm a human being, and I've been exposed to diseases, and I know how healthcare workers are trained, because I am one, and we're trained to provide care and to not be judgmental, to be inclusive, and to have respect for the people that we're there to care for, so the fact that the media is promoting this propaganda and this bigotry is disgusting to me, and I think it's really scary that people are being told, if you don't do what the CDC says, you deserve to be discriminated against, you deserve to not be able to participate in society, you shouldn't be able to go to different places like the museum, even though just if Last year, they opened up the museum and said if you social distance and you wore a mask, you could go in. But now they're saying, well, if you're not vaccinated, you cannot go in. And that's kind of interesting because just last year they could go in. Why can't they go in now? There were more people dying last year than now. There were more hospitalizations than than now. And if the people who are vaccinated are fine with going in, then what difference does that make if someone else isn't vaccinated? If anything, the person who's not vaccinated is the one at risk. For example, when there was a measles outbreak in New York City because many members of the Orthodox Jewish community chose not to be vaccinated and decided that it was against their religion, um, which may or may not actually be the case, but that was what was said at the time. There was a measles outbreak. Well, guess who didn't get measles? Everyone outside of their community because we're all vaccinated for the measles. I was not afraid of contracting the measles at all um, because I'm vaccinated for the measles. I'm vac- I'm vaccinated for the mumps. I, it doesn't make sense. Why would I be afraid of that? It's I, There was also um, in India... There are some nomadic people hunter gatherers. they are native Indians, but they look black, they look like Africans. They're some of the original people of India. They're the oldest people to uh live there or And now many nomadic people all over the world, including um, the Pygmy people of the Congo, um, the many different tribes in India, they're all sort of becoming more integrated into industrialized modern day society, some by choice and some by force. The Pygmies are definitely going through it out there so they wear clothes now they used to walk around naked and they just can't anymore they've been kidnapped abused and just gone through so much where they've had to assimilate and the same can be said about many of the tribal people of India now for the Sit, I think they're called the signalese people they are so violent they definitely have demanded respect if you go anywhere near their territory they will use their spears and They will just kill you. So they're given respect. Now, of course, everyone nowadays has guns, so they can definitely attack them if they want, but they just stand up for themselves so well. They've just gained respect to where people just leave them alone. Um, It's not even about the fact that they're just such great fighters, but when you are a tough cookie, people tend to just respect you and back off. It's not even always about being a good fighter. It's just about, you know, do you have the heart to even fight? And they do. So I, that is one thing that I find interesting, how even though they're just using rocks and sticks, people are like, nope, we're not going to mess with them. But other tribal people, they do, they're nicer, they're more friendly, and they get colonized every time. So I mentioned the nomadic people because something that's happened in India is many of the native nomadic people are contracting things like the flu, the common cold, the measles, and the mumps, and they're dying from it. Why? Because they're not vaccinated. They are not members of modern-day society, so they're only just now, within the past five to ten years, interacting on a daily basis with people outside of their tribe. So because, and that's probably because of things like Google Maps, you know, people can find and navigate and get to places that in the past they just couldn't get to. There was no way to figure it out. Too many animals, too many trees, too many you know, tribal people hiding in the bushes and it just was too scary and no way of getting around. Whereas now you can just Google things and it might be scary and creepy, but if you have weapon and you have an automobile, you can get there and you'll be fine. So, you know, these people are interacting with different groups of people and they're dying of same things that the Native Americans and many other people died from. Just common everyday diseases that for me, I, mean, I know for a fact I'm not about to die from a common cold. It's just not going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen, period. I'm not going to die from a cold. I can take some Tylenol, I can drink some tea, or I can do nothing and just be sick for 24 hours. I will be completely fine. And I know that for a fact because I've had the cold every single year. Of my life and I've never had an issue with it but for a nomadic person who's never been sick at all in their entire life which is kind of crazy like you've never been sick at all like no they don't even know what a cold is like they just they don't get sick in that way they might get an injury and get sick from from a wound but they just, they don't have colds, they don't have runny noses, and it's really amazing to think about, but that's just the truth for them and their lifestyle. People like that need to be vaccinated because they don't have any sort of exposure to the diseases that we have exposure to, so when we interact with them, who dies? When the Native Americans interacted with the Europeans, who died? Was it the Europeans? No, because they were not vaccinated, but they had had years of exposure to different pathogens. So they were not sick. They didn't become sick. But the Native Americans hadn't had exposure to that, so they did. So when we're talking about people who are not vaccinated, it's them who suffers from not being vaccinated. It's not the vaccinated who suffers. So to say that the non-vaccinated are making everybody sick, it's like, hold on, wait a minute. What about last year when people were blaming Asians or Chinese people specifically for spreading the virus? We were told that that's bigotry, that it doesn't matter where the virus came from. We are just, excuse me, we're just going to treat it. We're going to treat it, we're going to deal with it, and we're going to solve this problem because in medicine, that's what we do. We don't judge people and say, oh, well, it's your fault for eating rat or for eating bats or for eating birds or for eating whatever. So that is on you while we have it. No, we don't judge people for their lifestyles. And say, well, you know what? Heart disease is the number one killer in America, but people need to stop eating so many cheeseburgers. I don't care. It's on you. This is preventable, and I'm frustrated because this is so preventable. I'm just frustrated. I'm just, I'm done with this. I feel frustrated every day that people are dying from something that they could avoid having. So I just am checking out. I've never heard a, he- a professional, a healthcare professional. Speaking like that and being told that that's a good thing and then being put on the news and encouraged to spread this bigotry and ignorance too. People who are choosing to not be vaccinated are making personal decisions for their health, their lives, and their well-being and are not hurting anyone else. People who are vaccinated can still contract covid And they're saying that they're not likely to die from it. And that may or may not be true. Um, Time will have to tell if that's true. Because just last year, they said Governor Cuomo was the best thing since sliced bread. And now this year, they're saying something completely different. The media flips when it wants to. The pendulum swings left and right. And I think it's really crazy how we're now getting to the point where the propaganda is so bad that we're encouraging professionals to be bigots. I'm not comfortable with it. I have a serious problem with it. And I think that people need to say something about it. But at the same time, you know, I'm speaking here on Anchor. And this will be published to different platforms like Spotify and Apple, Play, many different uh websites I don't even know how many websites anchor like sends my podcast to to be honest with so many but Spotify is the main one and Spotify is pretty open to different viewpoints so I do appreciate Spotify but YouTube has been totally censored Facebook is pretty censored Twitter is definitely censored You're not, the mainstream media is promoting bigotry and straight-up propaganda right now. You're not really allowed to say different kinds of things. And I find it interesting because when you look back at the Tzegi syphilis experiment, it was shut down because a journalist told a story about how the CDC was conducting these really unethical experiments on people who, Truth be told, they had syphilis because of their chosen lifestyles. These men were sexually promiscuous. They were cheating on their wives, most likely with a bunch of hookers. And they were contracting syphilis, and instead of treating them for their syphilis or curing them of their syphilis once they obtained the cure, they just observed their syphilis and watched them die. And that's why now, to this day, we know exactly how syphilis works and how it breaks down the body in all stages. Even though the treat, the experiment was extremely unethical, there were some... Interesting conclusions that were made that are still used in medicine today, we know a lot about syphilis and how it works in the body and the brain, and that is a good thing, I suppose, but the way in which they got it was totally wrong and terrible. But I mentioned that it was something where the news broke that there was this terrible thing going on, and the world stopped, and the experiment stopped, and they started in I know they they I don't know when exactly they started. I think they started in the 1920s. They were definitely around the 1940s and I know they ended in the 1970s. So these experiments went on for quite a while. But I mentioned that because at that time people's media outlets were the newspaper, the radio and the television. You can't watch at that time you couldn't watch TV all day. Maybe your job had television, but more than likely it did not. And the newspaper, not everyone was literate. Most people, many people were, but many people were not. And the radio, you can take with you everywhere. I can imagine that more places had radios than had televisions. But still, for the most part, you listen to the radio at home or at someone's home. You watch television at home or at someone's home. And you read the newspaper if you were literate. So people were not consuming the media all day, every day. People consumed it at certain hours within the day. And then they went on about their lives. so when news broke it broke and it spread like wildfire and it would take a long time to retract stories because not everybody was really in touch with the media you get a big story work gets around or leave verbally and people kind of stick with that and um You know, there was a such thing as yesterday's news where it's like, oh, no one cares about that anymore. But when there was a big story, there was a big story. Whereas now the news cycle, it's so expeditious because we're always consuming media. We all have smartphones for the most part. We all have, it's not even just a, a smartphone. Most people have a smartphone. We have a tablet and a PC and a television and a radio maybe and um and different apps on our phone, some people still read the newspaper or at least have some sort of a newspaper like app on their phone. Some people still listen to the radio or have a radio app on their phone, and it's amazing because we're just consuming all of this media all the time. So when social media says okay we're only gonna promote one kind of news we're not gonna promote any other alternative because this news good that news bad people are constantly being bombarded with the same message and it reminds me of the one child policy of China. In China every single media outlet in China said that the one child policy was good, and I can understand why they would say that, because ultimately, China is very overpopulated, it has over 1.5 billion people there, almost 2 billion people, that rounds up to 2 billion, that's way too many people for one country, so they did want to limit the number of people being born, there were just too many people alive in the country at the time, and still are to this day. But they never considered other alternatives. They never considered just letting nature run its course. They never considered just allowing things like crime to happen. And even though crime is bad, I mean, it does reduce the population. They never considered just allowing famine to occur and just allowing nature to just depopulate itself as it always does. They just said, well, we, the government, and this health to have less children and now they have this thing where there are a lot of elderly people everybody has no siblings of a certain age group and people are getting married still and it's like oh the daughters has to take care of her and in- her parents her in-laws and their grandparents and they're supposed to have kids on top of that many people don't want to have any children cuz they can't really afford them uh, there are way more men than women in China now, so a lot of women are being kidnapped, and there are all of these different systemic issues because of the one-child policy, versus had they just let nature take its course, there would be many issues, but maybe at least their population would have decreased more. With 1.5 billion people, and they had 1 billion people at one point, but now it's 1.5, China is wildly overpopulated still, and they have all of these other issues. And that's because they never took the time to allow for any other viewpoints to be presented, for any other opinions to be presented. They made it seem as though this was a good idea, so we're going to tell everybody that it's a good idea, and if you don't agree with it, we're going to silence you or get rid of you. And the same thing is happening with the vaccine. It's just being put out there that it's good and that we should get as many vaccinations as we're told to get because this is the new world order, a.k.a. the new normal. And what the government says goes. And if you don't agree with the vaccine, you're going to kill everybody. Even though when I was unvaccinated, I never contracted COVID, although I worked with people who had it directly every single day, I never contracted it. Versus most of the people that I know who did contract it, either they contracted it being unvaccinated or they contracted it being vaccinated so there's no way that you're going to catch COVID from me because I've never well maybe now you could but before I never had it so you couldn't contract it from me because I never had it and I was tested twice a week or once a week Now that I'm vaccinated, I won't be getting tested anymore, and I can contract COVID now. So I'm not getting tested, but I am susceptible to contracting COVID, but I can go to movies and the concerts and the bars and interact with people maskless and up close and personal, even though I haven't been tested and even though we have no idea if I have it or not. But people who have been tested and people who are negative, because they're unvaccinated, we're telling them, no, you're the dangerous one. Well, how is someone who's COVID-positive less dangerous than someone who's COVID negative. That doesn't even make any sense, but we're not paying attention to the science, which says that when someone's negative, they can't give you a disease. Okay, if someone is positive but non-detective, they can't even give you the disease. Okay, we learned that with HIV. People who are HIV positive but non-detective can't even spread the disease because if the viral load is that low, it is non-transferable. Well, if you're negative and you don't have it at all, you definitely cannot trans cannot transfer the disease from yourself to someone else because you don't have it but people who are vaccinated and who do have it are being treated better than people who are not vaccinated who don't have it and I find that really interesting but it's you know it's it's what's being promoted in the media and so the media what the media says goes Propaganda exists because it works, but just like Governor Cuomo was the media darling last year and he's leaving the office that he resided in for so many years with his head hanging low and complete and total shame, this is all going to come out one year one day and they're going to say that they were wrong and that, that we need to learn from this and blase blase but right now it's being encouraged that healthcare workers discriminate against the unvaccinated as a means of propagating this idea that people need to be vaccinated forcing people to become vaccinated against their free will so if you don't get vaccinated when you contract the disease, potentially, you will be treated like you deserve it, and you, you can just die from it, and that'll be it. And that is not how healthcare works. That's never how healthcare has worked. I have never seen a sex worker be shunned and shamed for being a sex worker in healthcare nor do I ever want to. I've never seen a substance abuser be shamed for being an addict, and nor do I want to see that. I've never seen a diabetic be shamed for eating too much sugar. I've never seen someone with heart disease be shamed for eating too much salt. I've never seen someone with high cholesterol be shamed for eating too many oils. I've never seen someone who's depressed be shamed for not breaking up with their boyfriend, who's clearly the reason they're depressed. Pressed. I've never seen someone be shamed for that these things I'm not saying that it doesn't happen because I'm sure all of these things happen but if and when they happen it's never encouraged it is discouraged because we are health care workers we're there to provide health care not our personal opinions and so the fact that we are being encouraged to shame and judge people when this, when these vaccines have been proven to have side effects. They've been proven to cause blood clots. They've been proven to not even be all that effective. Because you can and more than likely will still contract the disease. But the symptoms may be lessened. And most of the time are, but not always. That is problematic. That is called propaganda. That is not going with the science. It's going against the science. So I have a real problem with it, but what can I do? I can't do anything. You know, I don't make the laws. New York is very much in a dictatorship right now when it comes to COVID. Constituents don't have free will. We don't have choices. Governor Cuomo and this new lady who's replacing him don't believe in having rights. The governor of Florida is definitely a lot better. He has a lot more respect for his constituents, so does the governor of Texas and many other red states, but in the blue states, people just don't believe in uh, allowing the constituents to have freedom. And it doesn't surprise me that Governor Cuomo doesn't respect people's rights. He doesn't even respect the right to consent or respect people's right to work in a safe and, um, healthy environment, so I'm not surprised at all that he's, uh, conducts himself like a dictator, because that's just his character, from what I've observed, but I am still disappointed, um, but thank you all, thank every, I thank everyone for listening, I've gotten, like, over 2,000 listens, which, for me, I appreciate when I'm talking, I just- imagine that i'm speaking to one person so if even one person listens it's like oh i had a conversation with one person that's so cool i didn't even see you i don't even know who you are but if i see thousands of people listening i've never like stood and spoke in front of thousands of people so it's kind of cool it's a little it's it's just it's really interesting to me i don't promote this podcast at all in any way anchor just distributes it all over the place and um if people decide to listen, they decide to listen, and y'all have decided to listen, so I definitely appreciate that, and just thank you for listening, so later.